Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And you are listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. This is the first call. It's very important. We have to start with it. <laughs> okay. Um, I had to pause the pod because we just played my call and I'm dying laughing. This is Cheryl. Not a famous Cheryl, but Bobby, you said you are team all Cheryls. I got, <laughs> I got really excited and I called in and I thought after my call that maybe I should have clarified, but I don't know. <laughs> I was not trying to be deceptive. I was just really, really happy to hear that somebody is a fan of Cheryl's. Um. <laughs> oh my god that's so funny um yeah i don't know if you're gonna play this or not whatever but uh there are a lot of like cheryl's in pop culture where cheryl is like the like downer bummer scolding character there's so many commercials where like the punchline is like okay cheryl and I was just really, really happy to have somebody <laughs> paint Cheryl's in a positive light. Oh, my God. I love you guys so much. I'm so sorry for the confusion. No deception meant. Um, I don't know. Team Cheryl. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> she got your ass. You didn't deceive Lindsay or Timmy. You deceived me. <laughs> no, Timmy thought it was the real Cheryl, too. Timmy was... 
I think veering towards you after you gave an argument, and my I was like, no, it's 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 Cheryl. I it's was like, Cheryl. there's no way. I did voice comparison too. I said, no, it's not her. I can tell. Wow, she got your ass. She said, thanks. I'm just a Cheryl, not the Cheryl. A classic who weekly. I, st- <laughs> I still support this Cheryl and all Cheryls. I do. This is the this the problem. Main problem with this is you. At some point, you said I support all Cheryls, and then forgot you had said that. Exactly, because I always say things on the podcast that I forget. You know? And then some Cheryls came out of the woodwork and said, "Thank you for your support." You know, like what you know, they're not going to acknowledge you. The Cheryl community is going to say thank you. Cheryl Cole is going to say thank you. And because I didn't go for the easiest explanation in my brain, as I should always do, what is that Occam's razor? We've already gotten into that before. I was like, "Love Occam's oh, that razor." Must be Cheryl Burke. <laughs> You said that's got to be Cheryl Burke. I support <laughs> no her. Question. And sh- there she is, a hooligan. Oh no, God. absolutely not. She's too busy dancing on Dancing with the Stars with her new partner, Sam Champion. Are you watching it? Did, did you watch clips? Okay, here's the thing. No, I Here's my prediction. Hmm. Nobody's going to be talking about Dancing with the Stars this year. And I don't think ever again. You know why? I know why, but you tell the audience. We've already had this conversation. They're not posting anything to YouTube anymore because it's Disney Plus gated. So they're saying you have to come to Disney Plus to watch it. And I'm saying nobody fucking watches that show not on YouTube. I mean, I know people do watch that show not on YouTube, but the main discussion, chatter, virality, everything is because the clips are on YouTube. I had to watch a video of a woman taking a video of her TV, which still had a sticker on it, by the way. Thank you, Denise. (laughs) Like energy wattage, like energy saver sticker on the bottom. (laughs) Thank you, Denise, to see the day where Teresa Judice flipped the table at the beginning. Like, that is not going to be happening for me every week. And I just feel like they're killing the vibe of the whole show, which is people watch it, they vote, those people are into it. But then people like me who are one step removed, I watch the performances on YouTube and I love it. It took a very long time for like terrestrial network cable to figure out social media and YouTube, but eventually they figured it out. You know, like yes, Dancing they with the Stars did. posted, ABC posted, their social team, God bless them, posted those videos within like 30 seconds of them premiering on ABC and anyone could watch and anyone could share and they could get views and they could get ad revenue. Disney Plus has not had to figure that out yet. So it's like, best of luck, because this isn't going to get people talking unless you can share it on Us Weekly. No one's talking and no one's sharing. And it's <laughs> another huge mistake from by a streamer. What's new? And it sucks, honestly. This is The Town by Puck. I'm Matt Bellany. Don't. And this is your next call. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. Okay. Their divorce if, was finalized, if though. Matt so God, Cheryl, if but. Matt God calls, it'd be us being like, Matt! <laughs> he doesn't take calls for a reason. Did you ever talk about Avatar? Yeah, not yet. I think he's pretty bullish on Avatar. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I feel like pretty bullish on Avatar. Okay. Cheryl Burke and Matthew Lawrence's divorce was finalized. Good for her. Good for her. Now Good she has more time her. to call in. <laughs> Next call. I was going to say congrats to her and all Cheryls. <laughs> and all Cheryls. And all divorced Cheryls. A divorced Cheryl is going to call and be like, oh my God, thank you no, for congratulating don't, me. Don't, don't, don't. Next call. If you're a divorced Cheryl, keep it to yourself. I love you, but keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Hi. Long time, long time. I had to call and pause the pod and call because Cole Cannon is a traditional Irish potato dish, usually served on St. Patrick's Day. Um, so, yeah, you could name a kid Cole Cannon, but... An Irish person would probably be a little weirded out by that. However, Cole Cannon is a delicious food, 
that you should try to make if you like potatoes. French French. Ice Cole Cannon is the name that Nick Ice Cannon Cole. and his girlfriend, Lenisha Cole, named their kid. So the question is, does Nick Cannon know that there's a traditional Irish dish called Cole Cannon, which is potatoes, greens, uh, milk, butter. It sounds like a, a take on mashed potatoes with like more stuff in them. Yeah, it's like zhuzhed up mashed potatoes. Zhuzhed up mashed potatoes. Yeah, you can also add bacon if you want. That's another option. I mean, you you put some links in here to different versions of Irish cold cannon. Timmy put the links in. Thanks, Timmy. I do love that they're going to, they, they infuse the milk with scallions. I've never done that before. I would do it. Yeah, aromatics. I started doing that with mashed potatoes for like special occasions a few years ago. Because oh, like wow. someone did it oh, in a video. You okay. cook, you simmer the milk with like a bunch of garlic and aromatics and lemon, like lemon mm. peels. Mm-hmm. And then the milk simmers in all that and all the flavor gets infused into the fat in the milk. And then it's more evenly distributed okay. and it's really powerful. Incredible. And else. All right. Okay. Martha. Aromatics. They're not alive. All right. Okay. They're them. Okay. Congrats to Cole Cannon, the new human. And congrats to Cole Cannon for having a moment in 2022. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. A real estate agent here calling in. Also, I kind of agree with you. It's like, who really does real estate? Somehow I'm doing it. And um, my thought is, I found selling the OC to be the most realistic portrayal of real estate and how it's practiced. Definitely a little bit with selling Tampa and the whole commission negotiation. But like the pressure that Jason's putting on them to like get higher and sales that weekly sales meeting feels very real to me when that Kayla girl like flipped it out on the phone and she couldn't like get the words out to the client about getting the listing felt very true to a new agent so just my perspective yes there's a lot of manufactured stuff but I don't know their portrayal of real estate in that office feels intense and real uh to me so yeah crunch crunch I'm gagged. <laughs> I'm absolutely gagged. <laughs> Selling the OC is the most realistic portrayal of real estate on Netflix right now. That's insane. Who would have believed that? I mean... According I, to I one just... caller, according to this Cheryl, <laughs> this, well, this real estate Cheryl. is correct. Wait, are all our fans called Cheryl now? Is that like I think a new they're thing Cheryl's now. Okay. Yeah. Incredible. That's a thing I'm sort of strong arming it into the uh, vernacular. <laughs> believe Cheryl, you know? I believe, I believe her, this Cheryl. I believe that the sales meeting representation is like... Accurate and intense, like the Kayla call. I remember that. I see that sure. being intense. A good re- sure. reflection of office life. I also believe that everybody is uh, real estate nepotism. Like my mom yes. sells, my dad sells, like my sister sells, like whatever. When Jason is like, okay, team, uh, meeting time. And then everyone is in their glam, camera ready, like sure, trying to get not... to the couch without falling right. down. <laughs> I do believe that real estate agents like dress up, but just in different places in the world, dressing up means different things, you know? If you're selling an over $100 million house, I guess dressing up means you look like you're going to the club. You know, like, I don't know. My favorite person is Gio's mom. Oh, no. Do you remember the scene where Gio puts out, like, little baby cinnamon rolls for his clients? And Gio's mom is like, are you going to frost them? And he's like, well, I don't know. People want frosting. And she's like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) Like, judging him for not frosting. Gio's mom is giving Jocelyn Wilderstern. She's really, like, giving legend. (laughs) She's giving star of the show. (laughs) She's giving giving underrated. She's giving protagonist. (laughs) She's giving main character syndrome. You're right. (laughs) Okay, next call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I had to pause the pod when you got to the 50 Cent penile social media lawsuit segment. 
I'm a social media director. I work in social media strategy, and I have some context as to why this lawsuit is happening. It's not necessarily that 50 Cent is suing over this implication that he's had penile uh, surgery or enhancement. Instead, he's likely suing because there is an implied endorsement of the doctor and her services. So whenever a brand posts to social, anything they put out is an ad and therefore has to fit within the FTC guidelines. And any time a brand posts a photo of a person, whether it's an average person like me or a celebrity like 50 Cent, they have to get their explicit permission to do so. And with celebrities, it gets really tricky because an average person could see that post and assume that 50 Cent is a customer or is recommending this doctor. Um, so without that explicit permission and clear disclosure of endorsement, it is an illegal post. One of the most famous cases of this is one of our celebrities, Catherine Heigl. She sued Dwayne Reed in 2014 because they tweeted out a photo of her holding a Dwayne Reed shopping bag. Um, she actually won $6 million in damages against this because she made the case that they were saying she was endorsing their brand. So uh, any social media managers out there, please do not tweet anything or any photos of celebrities because you will get sued. Thank you. Crunch, crunch. This is a legendary lawsuit. Um, can I read the tweet? Because it's like, it reads. It it reads. It's really good. <laughs> Love a quick hashtag Dwayne Reed run. Even at Katie Heigl. Can't resist shopping. Hashtag NYC's favorite drugstore. Bitly link Twitter picture. And it's a just Jared watermarked photo. It's basically like a stolen photo to begin with. And then they turned it into a fake ad. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And I love Dwayne Reed. And I think it's rude that she sued them if she really was a true New Yorker. But she withdrew the lawsuit at some point in time. <laughs> also, remember, at Katie Heigl is like truly a relic also. That doesn't <laughs> exist anymore, I'm sure. You know? Papers to dismiss the lawsuit, this is 2014, were submitted in New York federal court on Tuesday. The dismissal comes with prejudice. Miss Heigl has voluntarily dismissed the lawsuit, and Dwayne Reed has made a contribution to benefit the Jason Debus Heigl Foundation. She said, make me a good guy. And I'll drop this lawsuit. She said, make me a good offer, an mm -hmm. offer I can't refuse. And they said, uh, uh, Katie, don't sue us for a just Jared photo that we tweeted. <laughs> I was just about to ask, what's Catherine only got up 74, to? Only got 74 retweets. What is she up to? I well, feel like this is every six months somebody's asking. Well, you know what it is? It, remember when she was in Firefly uh, no. Lane on Netflix and it was like premiered in 2021 and everyone watched it? What's Firefly Lane? It's an extremely popular Netflix show that is coming back about, based on the Kristen Hanna book, where it's like the two girlies through their lives. It's her and um, oh, Roseanne oh, Scrubs oh, girly. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Sarah Chalk. 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 Yes. And she Sarah plays Chalk. someone named Tully Hart. Oh, we were laughing at that. We were laughing at the fact that she played somebody named Tully Hart. It was one of those things where it's like, Firefly Lane has been viewed over 100 billion hours on Netflix or something ridiculous, you know? Yeah, right. I think it's coming back. It's two girls. God, there's so many shows like this. It's like, and they're all called like Alabama Staircase. You know, they're all called like Louisiana <laughs> Bridge or whatever. Swamp Sisters. <laughs> Stop. They're all called that. 
What yep, was the one? True. The one with, with the um, girly Jamie Lynn Spears, and it was like yeah. What was that? Sweet Magnolia. Sweet Magnolias. Which what was is the other one? Virgin the, River is the, the one mother you're daughter. Of. No, the one with the mother daughter, and she's like kooky. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> but it's not Gilmore Girls. It's member. It's like Gilmore Girls. Oh, and I watched did, that. It did crazy numbers. Yeah, we both had to watch it for some specific reason. They had to escape at the end what because the girl mommy killed the guy. Mom killed the guy that? and then had what the daughter. Is- what is oh that my called? god, Netflix show Mom Daughter. It's like Mom murder. Daughter murder. murder. Small town. Remember he was in the mayor and the mayor was what's his face? Scott Yes. Scott Speed. Not Scott Speed. They get engaged. Scott. Don't they get yeah. Ginny and Georgia. Ginny and, Ginny and jo- Georgia. Fuck that show. Fuck that show. And there was a Taylor Swift line that everyone got mad at. Ginny and Georgia made fun of Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift was like, ah. oh, Lindsay, one day ago. I'm talking one day ago, Ginny and Georgia showrunner gave an exciting season two update. No, we don't need a season two. The showrunner took to TikTok to share an update with fans, confirming season two has wrapped filming. Here we go. Listen to the showrunner of Ginny and Georgia. The number one question I get asked is the showrunner of Ginny and Georgia. We're season two. Here's what I know and what I can tell you. We just wrapped. So what does that mean? It will take Netflix 14 weeks to dub Ginny and Georgia into all the non-English speaking languages. Without getting an official word from Netflix, that takes us to the end of the year. The number one question I get asked is the showrunner of Ginny and Georgia. We're season two. You know what I need to do? <laughs> a new TikTok trend should be, the prompt should be this. The number one question I get asked is the showrunner of Ginny and Georgia. I was just gonna, I was just gonna. Are we having Duncan <laughs> for coffee today? You like? I was just gonna say, oh, I'm just going to say the number one question I get asked as a showrunner for Ginny and Georgia, whole milk or skim milk? I mean, sorry, whole milk or oat milk? <laughs> That's what I meant. The number one question I get asked as the showrunner of Ginny and Georgia. Whole or oat? <laughs> People need to stitch this. This is such a good stitch. That's why we're bad at TikTok. The number one question I get asked as the showrunner of Ginny and Georgia. Did Lee Harvey Oswald actually kill Kennedy? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> The number one question is like, ma'am, excuse me. Like, what is the number one question? The number one question I get asked is the showrunner of Ginny and Georgia. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, Breaking news from Just Jared. Vanessa Hudgens and Ashley Benson celebrate their new kosher cocktails at NYC launch event. Let's see what it's called. It's called the longtime friends and former spring breakers co-star as well. Totally forgot about that. Stepped out for the Thomas Ash, Ashburn, Ashbourne, Craft Spirits and Fleshix Magazine cocktail event on Saturday, Sunday night at Wall Street Grill in New York City. I uh, definitely think you guys should look into this. I can't wait to try a Thomas Ashburn Craft Spirit. Thank you. Crunch, crunch. To me and Coachella. Bye. I'm sorry. Is this drink called kosher or is it actually kosher? We're being fast and loose with the word kosher here. Thomas Ashbourne is a alcohol company. They're the yes. ones that have like the cute little cans of this is not spawn. Well, c- canned cocktails is trendy right now. So they are getting celebrities to each have their own cocktail that is in a can. So that's what this is. Sarah Jessica Parker just launched a Cosmo via them. Yes, that's why I recognize yes, this yes. branding. 
Yes. The Cosmo's in yes. a can. You can also get the Cosmo in a bottle. So it's like a premixed cocktail in what looks like a liquor bottle, but it's the fully premixed thing in there. And John Cena has an old-fashioned, and a Playboy Cardi has a drink called the Hard Scotto. And this is just the concept. It's not that interesting. Rosario Dawson has a margarita. It's Rosario Dawson, Vanessa Hudgens, and Ashley Benson's margarita. They designed it together as a trio. So you're <laughs> saying that SJP has her own Cosmo, but they needed three girlies for the margarita yes because it says on the website good things come in threes <laughs> there they are so all of them are kosher again who are we marketing this towards that's like worried about the kosherness of these cocktails i hate this you only get to sell like one drink vanessa hutchins has so many drinks enough with the drinks we have enough drinks from you i get john cena being the old-fashioned man like i guess and i get sarah jessica parker being the Cosmo Queen and I get Playboy Cardi having like this hard scotto. Okay, I understand that. It's weird when you have a group of three very disparate women <laughs> doing one margarita. <laughs> Inside Vanessa Hudgens, Ashley Benson, and Rosario Dawson's friendship, we love our girls' nights. Where did you meet? Isn't sorry, not to be like you can't hang out with young people, but Rosario Dawson is a lot older than those other two women. No? Am I crazy? Rosario Dawson was in kids. She's permanently young. She's <laughs> like <laughs> Or she's actually permanently old if you're telling me she was in kids. No. Also also Rosario Dawson, because she's been around so long, I think you think she's older than she is. She's quite young. She's forty three. We are so intertwined, Hudgens says. Vanessa and I both did rent. Okay, but Rosario Dawson did rent in the film in two thousand five. <laughs> And Hudgens did the Rent Live, the live production, the f oh, cursed live production in 2019. Mm-hmm. Ash and I have all these people in common. <laughs> it's kind of weird. So basically, like, they don't even know. Like, they're trying to convince us that they're all friends, you know? Yes, and they're doing a bad job of it. <laughs> like, I don't care about this drink. I just care more about the fact that these three women are trying to convince us they're friends. But the point is, is that these drinks are kosher. But it has nothing to do with the girlies. And Vanessa Hudgens is not Jewish. Although Zac Efron is Jewish. And a lot of articles wrote about her not converting to Judaism when in they were dating in 2010. So mm -hmm. those are the things that we know about this. Ashley Benson also does not appear to be Jewish. And we, Rosario Dawson, not Jewish. Not Jewish. Interesting. But they're supporting kosher cocktails, which is, you know, ally behavior. It's definitely some sort of behavior. <laughs> okay. Next call. Hey guys, long time, long time. Um, I'm just scrolling on TikTok and this confessional by a girl named Sumner Stroh. Um, I don't know who she is. I think she's like an Instagram model or something. Uh, came up and I'm super early. Like the comments are all within the last like 20 minutes, like 40 minutes. I think she just posted it within an hour. But she posted screenshots of her having an affair with um Adam Levine from Maroon 5 and uh like the voice um anyways who is Sumner Stroh and oh my god and uh he wanted to name his child after her anyways it maybe this is like kind of sad actually but uh I feel like this is probably going to be in the news soon okay Thanks. Crunch, crunch. Evan Levine does not belong in balloons. I have so many thoughts about this, but not even like the specific story, but the kind of reaction to the story. Mm -hmm. Okay, go. Our thought process when we first saw this was like, LOL, okay, do we need to add this to the show? But wait, she's not even a who, she's definitely a nah. 
mm-hmm. but who's the who and in this scenario? Model. It's not Adam Levine. But then when I when this kind of unfolded, this was when after it first, first, first initially dropped, like this caller is saying, like, oh, when I first saw the TikTok and there like wasn't that much press about mm-hmm. it, I was like, I don't know if this is gonna even get that much press. Like, who even really fucking cares? This is like the biggest story of the month somehow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Queen who? The queen is dead. Long live the queen. <laughs> Her name is Sumner Stroh. It literally is so convoluted. It's unclear what happened here. Nobody is giving like direct answers. There's mm-hmm. so much like weird crosstalk and like possibly photoshopped messages, right? Mm-hmm. And now people are already mimicking the format of kind of like how you expose a message like the head in front of the the TikTok the head in front screen. of the screenshot and being like here's this and then I move my head a little here's this I move my head a little here's this <laughs> I just feel like this story it's is it's the so, worst it's it's so much bigger than I expected these kind of this kind of thing well now it's turning into expose Adam Levine for being a creep but right. such a specific kind of creep I think he's a creep in a way that a lot of guys are creeps, which is like the whole thing behind like catch your man liking an Instagram model's photo, like mm-hmm. whatever that sucks. And it's kind of like, okay, now I kind of understand that because while he may not go out and like fuck that Instagram model, he may like start like messaging her weird shit. Like he's getting off on like being a figure in this person's like Instagram DMs. Like I'm he's a famous getting person. Off She's being like, you're beautiful. Like send me a photo. Send me this photo. Send me that photo. Oh, you're so beautiful. Right. Like, or that's... just knowing that he's the famous person in the equation and that she's like, oh my God, like a famous married guy is texting me and right, telling me that I'm right, beautiful. This right, is amazing. Right. And he's okay, like loving it. Let's start in the beginning just to do it quickly. I mean, again, I still don't really know who the who is in this equation. It's certainly not Sumner Straw, although her name, although the name Sumner is now kind of a who because of how it plays in the story. Sumner Straw became a who, I think, in the past two days. Everyone has to know who this woman is. So she's an Instagram model, which just means she's sexy online and does kind of spawn and, you mm-hmm. know. Models, has, clothes on does her content. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You scroll through her feed and you're like, yep, I know what you do. I understand how you right. make a living. And it borders on modeling, but it also kind of doesn't really border on traditional modeling. It's kind of its own version. And if you are online and you've, you're older than the age of whatever, under the age of whatever you know what we're talking about. I don't know why I'm explaining what an Instagram model is. So she posted a TikTok that was like, I was having an affair with a man who's married to a Victoria's Secret model. At the time, you know, I was young. I was naive and... I mean, quite frankly, I feel exploited. I wasn't in the scene like I am now. Um, so I was definitely very easily manipulated. We're in five is practically elevator music at this point. So I'm sure you know who Adam Levine is. Um, but Adam and I were seeing each other for about a year. After I stopped talking to him over you know, a period of months, this is uh, how he came back into my life. He said, okay, serious question. I'm having another baby, and if it's a boy, I really want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious. I'm in hell. Like, I have to be in hell at this point. (laughs) I mean, my morals were unknowingly compromised. I was completely manipulated. I'm going to handle this privately. I never wanted to come forward because, obviously, I know the implications that come with doing what I do, making money the way I do, and being an Instagram model. Um, So being tied to a story like this, it's like, I know the stereotypes. I had sent um, I had sent some screenshots recklessly to a few friends I thought I trusted, and one of them had attempted to sell to a tabloid. Um, 
So here I am. So after like months of not talking to this girl, he comes back to her and he says, hey, I know we had like flirtatious texts or whatever that could border on emotional cheating or whatever, but I just want to let you know I'm having another kid. And if I like the name Sumner, like, is it okay if I name the kid that? First of all, why are you asking? That is so strange, right? Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is like, is this a line? Is this even real? Well, someone else comes up and says... He did this to me. Yeah, but I don't necessarily believe that. The the first time I saw the text, which you read, I thought, that's so weird. Does he want to name his new baby with Behati Prinsloo, who announced her pregnancy last week? Does he want to actually name this baby Sumner? If so, that's weird and actually pretty funny and it's maybe funny. a little depressing, but whatever. Oh, it's the, funny. It wasn't until I saw this second person showing a text that you said could be manipulated, but frankly, so could what Sumner said. And apparently he said, I'm having another baby, wifey pregnant, and I'm having a boy, and I'm naming him Z, Z-E-A. He will be a badass. It wasn't until seeing that, true or not, authentic or not, that I was like, wait, that's a flirtatious line. There's a version of that line where he doesn't mean it. He's just trying to reestablish contact with these women he formerly slid into in a funny way that like gets their attention. You know, like, I don't think it's real. I think it's a line. I think it's another way to slide. The other thing was like she kind of said, oh, you know, I had an affair with him right in her message mm-hmm. and he was manipulative. And then he came out and said, oh, we never had sex. I did cross a line and I do regret that. And I love my wife and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of am like, though, I normally she never said anything physical happened. I do think he fucked with her over text message and maybe said oh i'm gonna leave my wife oh i'm happy oh i'm miserable oh i'm this oh i'm not the way that the information has been revealed at least at this point it doesn't sound like it was ever physical that doesn't mean that it wasn't real that doesn't mean that it wasn't an affair but you it was timmy actually who first pointed out he was like no one is mentioning sex no one is mentioning any sort of like physical affair and i was like oh my god you're right it's not brought up at all and i feel like that must be deliberate you know i do think a lot of famous men do this like i do right they think that it's okay because it's not physical yeah and i think they lead they lead people on because they're famous and they're hot and then they say send me photo like you know pay attention to me give me that you know kind of response that i crave and then like Mm -hmm. kind of never do anything therefore making it quote unquote okay it's still not in their mind yeah right it's still not okay but it is you know you don't have to deal with kind of the messiness of actually having an affair but you get the attention and you get the kind of worship and you get the photos yeah we don't really know what behati thinks about all of this beyond some sources who say that she's like very upset this is a source quote that was given to people he admitted that he acted like an idiot she is still very upset though she is still 100 committed to her family adam is very understanding about her feelings he is trying his best to make things better he never wants a divorce this is definitely like adam's pr right like it has to be he is committed to behati and wants to make things work again she's still pregnant It feels very, I'm upset that this stuff is public uh, behind the scenes. Like, I don't really care what you do that that much. But when it's public, I do care. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of how, that's what I assume that like the people married to famous people who are like known sex symbols, I think there's a level to which you have to grin and bear it. But it really does seem like he was sloppy here. I just think it's funny, this message. And I think she thought it was funny, too. And that's when it starts to get, like, when it's a normal, like, let me see the booty. Like, oh, the mm-hmm. booty's so hot. You're so hot. You're so hot. That's boring. Who cares? Mm-hmm. When it's, like, a funny, weird thing, like, I'm going to need my kid after you. Do you mind? That's funny. And that's worth, like, kind of sharing. Right? 
she clearly showed her friends and was like, isn't this wild? And then the friend was oh like, God. thanks for texting me these images. I'm, I've got Daily Mail on the horn, you know? But either way, she knew that it was somebody was leaking in. She said, I'm going to just do it first because I don't want this out there without me attached because then mm-hmm. I don't even get any attention. And what's the point? This is, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all to be said, like, either way, like the blame is on him, not on her. Like, I don't get, you know, we, she's not married. He is like, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's on him to not cheat. She could do whatever mm-hmm. she wants, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about her, like, moral choices or whatever. Apparently, people were trying to, like, really... I don't know that... They were trying to drag her by posting old videos where she was, like, looked happy while she was in an affair with him. God forbid she, like, Listening at the time to a was Maroon enjoying herself. Song. Like, yes. whatever. She's not being malicious. Like, this girl is not... I just... I hated that. Like, it was like, oh, she's so upset now. Well, look at her then. Well, you're allowed to, like, be in a manipulative relationship at one point that makes you happy. Like, that's the whole point. That's what manipulation is. That's why you are being... Mani- that's why the manipulation Ugh. was successful. <laughs> <laughs> so sick of this. Whatever. A- Emily Ratajkowski came out and was like, okay, literally cannot take this anymore. Have to comment. And her comment was like, stop blaming women for having affairs with married men. Like, it's they're married. The men should know better. And they're the ones that are married. Because Emily just went through a cheating situation, allegedly, with Sebastian Bear McLaren. So I think I understand why she did this. Yes, it makes sense. She's like, I'm not blaming the other women. I'm blaming my husband who's married and should know better. He made the commitment. Just as if a woman was married and cheated, it would be her on her. So Sarah Foster posted the TikTok that Emily responded to. So Emily was very defensive of the woman and angry towards Adam because Sarah Foster was like, both parties are at fault. The woman knew that the that the man was married. You participated. You could have easily ignored the messages. So Emily's saying, mm-hmm. fuck you, Sarah Foster, shut up. Because again, she just kind of went through this allegedly. We don't really know mm-hmm. what happened with her and Sebastian Bear McLaird, um, but we know that their relationship ended. We don't feel sorry for you. You knew this man was... I'm going to try not to go the fuck off right now. I just couldn't disagree more. I don't understand why we continue to blame women for men's mistakes, especially when you're talking about 20-something-year-old women dealing with men in positions of power who are twice their age. The power dynamic is so skewed. It's ridiculous. Like, it's predatory. It's manipulative. It's... I can't imagine, I, I just, I do not agree. Also, if you're the one in a relationship, you're the one who's obligated to be loyal. So the whole other woman, like, they're to blame, that's bad. And it's literally designed to keep women apart. And now we just keep getting tons of women who are coming out of the woodwork in LA and not in LA because... All you have to do is be on Instagram and be sexy to Adam Levine to potentially be a figure in this conversation, saying Adam Levine also texted me uncomfortably, flirtatiously. And when we say texting, we're, we're saying Instagram, Instagram DMs. DMing. They're DMing. They're responding on DMs. Yeah. Yeah. And so this one yoga teacher said that an Instagram DM to her that was like sexy and flirtatious was seen by her boyfriend, this yoga teacher, and the boyfriend got mad and beat her up. And oh, was like, oh, Adam oh, Levine's sexy. That. Yes, that just happened. And she was like, Adam Levine's text was seen by my boyfriend and my boyfriend got jealous and became violent with me. Like, it, it's just like, it's spiraling into a completely different thing. So I'm glad that we waited because it's like, what it was days ago is not what it was currently. I mean, of course, it's uh, uh, yeah. it's never going to remain a funny scenario. It's never going to remain a, like an innocent, like, 
Adam Levine wants to name his kid after this woman he like texted on Instagram, this Instagram mm-hmm. model. Like that's never going to be what it is. It's always going to be there's so many more people involved. And again, the kind of reveal that these guys are just like, you know, kind of responding on Instagram to anyone who, you know, is in a bikini. Did you take a joke of someone saying like, Adam had told us all along, he said she will be loved. He did not specify which she. Ugh, come on. <laughs> Remember his song that was like, woman, like woman's song was like, I like all different types of women. Remember oh, the that one song? with all the celebrities that are like, like Ellen on was the in turn it. style. What is that song? It's called like, it's woman. like girls, women, the girls, 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 <laughs> girls, but not the girls, not the other girls song. The Mer- different girls song. Girls like me. Girls like you. That song. Girls like her. Girls like you. And Cardi has a verse. Here we go. Girls like you. Cause girls like you this is literally the messages he sends women on instagram he's like girls like you go out with guys like me it's for babies also that's the funniest thing that sumner stroh said in her tiktok at the beginning like opens with the devastating read which is Something something Maroon Five, which is practically elevator music at this point. I was like, <laughs> I know she can't Gen even. Z has She's spoken. Even... Maroon Five is elevator music. Maroon Five is practically elevator music at this point. Next call. Let's move on. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep to... on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say? Is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good. That when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. It's so rude. Everybody is unique. And I mean, everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh, 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 uh. 
you said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I just wanted to ask who is Tokisha and why is Madonna queer baiting with her? Leanne Cuisine, crunch, crunch. Tokisha is not Madonna's partner. And I think that Madonna's getting exactly what she wanted out of this video was headlines being like, is this Madonna's new, like, girlfriend? Is this Madonna's new, like, queer relationship? And it's like, no, it's a music video for the remix of Hung Up in which Takesha, who is a Dominican rapper, raps over a weird remix of Madonna's Hung Up vocals. Somebody and Madonna are remixing old Madonna music. This is like slowly. We had Frozen. We've had Hung Up. We just did uh, Material Girl with Beyonce. We just did. There's like a lot of stuff. She did the Material Girl. She did that one, which was actually <laughs> kind of fun. She's done yeah. some like fun ones. Saucy Santana. We've They've done some fun ones. Madonna herself is just like deeply a depressing figure to kind of pay attention to. And I kind of recommend that you don't. There's something truly like. For somebody who really pushed sexual boundaries at a time when it was interesting and important and, empo- and genuinely and empowering, empowering to do so in the 80s, right, you know, and, and like made a real impact and kind of pushed people's buttons. Now we're kind of not really in that era anymore and doing stuff like this, it, it's different. It's different. Yeah, well, she's instead of pushing the boundaries herself, she's aligning with younger people who are pushing boundaries now. Sure, but also there's something so kind of like desperate about it that feels really upsetting. Like almost like either she's using, she's being used. It's it's not, it, it never felt like that with her before. Yeah. I think it's like because she's famous, really, really famous, the most famous, maybe arguably one of the most famous people on the planet, Madonna. Yeah. She's Madonna. This doesn't mean an, what it did when she first did it. And there's a total like misunderstanding of like, her wanting to keep doing what she did and and yeah. everyone being like, oh, it's not quite like that anymore. Yeah. Or it doesn't come off like that anymore. Is it cool that she's working with younger talent? Like, yeah. and, and kind of, especially like upcoming rappers and like musicians that are like underground. Yeah, that's really cool. But the products themselves are uncomfortable. <laughs> They're weird. <laughs> right. And the songs are not that good, you know, or right. like this one itself is not that not that good. And don't forget, Hung Up is a ABBA. samples ABBA. So Hung Up itself is an amalgamation. So it's kind of trying to spin it again. It doesn't work as well. Pasa lento y yo estoy rápida. Hang up, yo lo 
photocopying a photo that's already been photocopied. You know what? You're going to get a shittier photo. Which is it's sort of Madonna's entire vibe now. She's a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy of herself. I'm really pulled in many directions when I see what Madonna's doing because, like, I want to celebrate her. And I don't think your career ends when you're, like, a certain age. And I do think that there are so many, like, musicians, pop stars that are aging gracefully and doing really cool, like, interesting stuff. You know, when Cher mm-hmm. did that ABBA. Speaking of ABBA, when Cher did that ABBA covers album, it was, like, fucking incredible. What a cool idea. What a cool way to, like be share but also do something a little bit weird and different and unexpected whatever the point is is that madonna has yet to do something like that in the modern in her yes. modern era right? madonna has never settled into herself madonna took the fact of her constant reinvention to heart at one point and was like well this is working for me i have to constantly reinvent myself until i'm dead sure and she's right. never stopped and a lot of pop stars constantly reinvent themselves until they get to a point where they go i don't want to do this anymore i am who i am here i am and that's kind of where share is and Madonna sure. never got there. Madonna's like, I, I have to keep up. There's also kind of a brain deadness that comes with being so famous that is so fully unavoidable and so fully unrelatable that I just like don't think you can get past at a certain point. And I think she's in it. Like, I'm sorry. I just I really think that it's being this famous is not good for the brain. It's not good for you. you. Know? It's not good for you. you. And it makes you crazy. And And it's funny that, like, Tokisha, who, like we said, is, like, a popular Dominican rapper and who is, like, becoming, like, extremely prolific lately and very famous, like, lately over the past year, had her own, like, kind of fucked up controversy with J. Balvin. and She, like, joined OnlyFans and people were, like, being really judgmental about her. Mm -hmm. She's bisexual. Her music is very sexual. She, like, loves exploring her sexuality. And people were kind of like, no. And then she kind of, like, fought back. But then there was, right, a video with J. Balvin that was not great and had to be taken down. Yeah, they made, like, a video that was so offensive that, like, Dominican government officials were like, this has to be taken down. And she was very embarrassed by it, apparently. So that gets taken off the internet. Um, And that happened last year. But what I find really weird and, I guess, notable about her collaboration with Madonna is that she also just collaborated with Rosalia. And that song is better. I think it's telling that she collaborates with Madonna because, like you said, why wouldn't you? If Madonna's willing to, like, why wouldn't you? But still, the better music is the one where she collaborates with her contemporary. And it's just like, that makes me feel weird. And it just makes me feel bad for Madonna. You know, like, she can't keep up. And that sucks. Right. Is there anything else about Tokisha? Because I feel like we talked so much about Madonna and not even about the who in the scenario. I mean, I think she's arguably, like, a them in the Dominican Republic, clearly, because she has, like, tons of listeners there. And I think she's trying to bubble into, like, more international superstardom. And it appears to be working. Like, if you get a song with Rosalia, like, in 2022, that's a humongous coup, I guess, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Jay Balvin, I mean, despite the kind of uh, awful music video they put out, but that's Mm -hmm. also a big deal. But yeah, shameless in her queerness in a way that is very reminiscent of Madonna. So I understand Mm -hmm. the collaboration. Okay, moving on. Weekly, uh, long time, long time. I am calling basically just for y'all to talk about Ismael Cruz Cordova. Um, he is one of my favorites, but like as a Puerto Rican, you got to keep up with all the Puerto Ricans in film and TV. So he's been my number one dude for a while. Um, and no one knows who the hell I'm talking about, but now I can say the Puerto Rican Alphon brings his power. All right, that's it. Hope y'all are doing well, and congrats on the live show. Crunch, crunch. And Timmy. Never forget Timmy. Lindsay, do you want to talk about your favorite show, Rings of Power? (laughs) And and one of the stars, Ismael Cruz Cordova? I, like, snoozed. 
I'm sure the people who love this fucking eat this up with a fork and a spoon, but I like snooze the hell through this show. I could and not get into it. I don't know. Fork whatever and a spoon. Whatever they're using. I don't know what they're using to eat it maybe up. A fork and a knife. And a spoon. With a spoon. I, don't know. Maybe it's, maybe I think it's, it's either like just a spoon or, whatever. or a fork or fork and knife or okay, just maybe a spoon. like it's a full core a four course meal and you need multiple yeah, courses. There's like soup, there's salad, there's steak, whatever. You need all of your utensils. You need all of your flatware. <laughs> In order to eat up rings of power. Right. So I personally did not like the meal. I said, pass. I said, do you have anything for vegans or something like that? I don't know what I said. Whatever. <laughs> when the server came to take your plate away and they saw all the food that was left over, they were like, was everything okay? And you're like, yeah, it was, I just wasn't hungry. It was very good. No, I don't. Do you need a box? No, I don't, I don't need a box. To be uh, no, fair, it's totally fine. like <laughs> I didn't love Lord of the Rings to begin with. So it's not like this is going yeah. to be something that I'm obsessed with either. You yeah. know, we'll, again, we'll discuss more on our live TV show that we do once a week now. Spotify. So who is this guy and why is this caller being like, talk about him? He is an actor who got his first big break on Sesame Street. He lived on Sesame Street. He played a character named Mondo on Sesame Street. He was on Sesame Street. Actually, his big break. He was on The Good Wife, though. You forgot. He's been on The Good Wife, Sesame Street, and Ray Donovan. Sesame Street, I guess, was like his biggest role because I think just being on Sesame Street, which is a pretty small community, um, it's not the biggest street in the world. It's about the size of a soundstage. He reminds me of the guy, the Hallmark guy, who is now the hunk in bros. Yeah. Where it's like, you're going from this one genre of thing that is so specific and has such a specific audience. I know that he did The Good Wife and I know that he did little roles in Ray Donovan, but it's like Sesame Street, I think, is just so overpowering to what your vibe is. Well, it's very funny to compare the photos of him and what he looked like and what the vibe was on Sesame Street to how they judged him up (laughs) and how he looks now on Lord of the Rings spinoff because he's giving sex and like in Sesame Street he's not giving sex you know (laughs) but now he's playing like the the Lego loss equivalent right he's playing the new Orlando Bloom essentially sure so he's giving sex he is giving sexy elf archer which is exactly the bucket that Orlando Bloom filled I know even in the photo they took together, Orlando Bloom is like, I'm smiling. And the other guy's like, I'm smoldering, you know? <laughs> he smiles. Yes. Yeah. Well, Orlando's smoldering era is over. He put it behind him. Like, Orlando Bloom is yeah. one of those guys. He's like, I married Miss Big Toilet herself and named my daughter after a flower. Like, I'm done with my sexy era. Even though he is still sexy. You know, he's like, yeah, I can totally. pass the baton. Madonna's like, yeah, I no, will I not know. be passing this baton. You can hold this baton for two seconds, but I will not be giving it to you. Once Orlando Bloom did like the nude paddling thing, I was like, okay, we're not in the sexy era anymore. We're in the silly era. We're in we're the daddy in the silly era. era. Okay, yeah. so his story where he goes from Sesame Street to Rings of Power is like, I have to transition from like Child's Star, which is why I bring up the Burroughs guy. What's his name? L- Luke. Luke McFarlane, I have to go from Hallmark television hunk to actual movie star, sexy object of the protagonist's affection. And sure, that's like sure. a completely different vibe. Impressive. And he had to do the same thing. It's very impressive. And I think it's extremely rare. So I had never heard of this guy until Lord of the Rings. And I was like. But listen, I think that it's rare, but now maybe less rare because of the way that TV is siloed. Like you're seeing this guy on Lord of the Rings. There's like a very, 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 very good chance you've never seen him before. Right. Like you might have like a vague memory of seeing him on Sesame Street if you have a kid. But like you're not going to be like. 
you're going to be able to have that cognitive dissonance where you're like, oh, not thinking about this guy being on Sesame Street. Maybe mm-hmm. some people won't have be able to have that, but most people will. And I think that's just the nature of like why it's like the audiences aren't that big. It's a lot easier to go from playing one role to another. Right. It's so rare yeah. that you get like pigeonholed into one role. I think the most pigeonholed person on the planet right now is Pete Davidson, you know, right. Yeah. So there's not a lot of that as much as there's not mm-hmm. as much of that. You know, so, so when he leaves Sesame Street, he's like, I have to do grown up stuff. And that grown up stuff comes in the form of like, I'm going to be in the new Ang Lee movie starring Joe Alwyn. That's going to be a humongous hit. And then it like no one sees Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Right. Like it completely goes away. No one sees it. He's like, I'm going to be in the Margot Robbie Sir Sharonin movie. That's going to be a huge hit. Mary Queen of Scots. And no one sees Mary Queen of Scots. And then he's in The Undoing, which was a big hit. But that was mainly a big hit because of Nicole Kidman. Right. That's still a big yes. deal. He gets Mandalorian, which is, like, huge for proving yourself as an action star. And then his story now in Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, is that he's like, I auditioned for this, like, a hundred times. And they kept saying no, and I kept saying, fuck you, give me the job, I'm worthy of it. And he kept auditioning, kept auditioning, not taking no for an answer in a very literal way. And then they finally gave it to him. And now he's, like, the number one hunk in Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. He's also dealing with, like, the brunt of the controversy because people are like, elves can't be Mm. not white. You know, like... Mm. (laughs) The crazy token heads are, you know, DMing They're him rudely. Losing their mind. But he's also talking about that and he's like, you know, it's hard to ignore the awful DMs that I get, but like I have to shout out that like mostly I get really endearing and powerful DMs that are like, We love you. But so far this show is is being kind of received pretty positively or at least people yeah. are watching it like yeah. yes if you read Twitter you're always gonna see like the stupid, like, you know, one percent of the actual audience that's watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so that's his that's his journey from Sesame Street to um the the Tolkien verse to Lord of the, the Rings. What's the land Lord- called? I don't know. I barely Middle could Earth. Fig- I barely could finish it. I was like, when is this over? You know what I mean? Sorry. So Mia Goth has the vibe of a nepotism child, just there's something in her face or their face that screams nepotism. But when you look them up, their grandparents were like filmmakers or an actor, a Brazilian actress who don't have like really extensive Wikipedias. But like, where did Mia Goth come from? What's her deal? Are we missing something? Crunch, crunch. Bye. My favorite thing about Mia Goth, who is apparently the it girl of the moment, thanks to X and Pearl, two movies I, I did it. not do not like. But I like her, and I like a lot of stuff she's been in. It's just I don't like what she's getting famous is most famous for, right? Yeah. I, I have not seen Pearl, and I won't see Pearl, but I hated X. <laughs> I hated X. My favorite thing about Mia Goth is that her real name is Mia Goth. It's Mia Goth is the most sounds like a stage name I've ever heard yeah. in my life. But when you look it up, her real name is Mia Gypsy Melo da Silva Goth, which yep. is a Portuguese name. And I guess her one of her last names, her maternal family name is Melo da Silva, mm-hmm. and her second paternal family name is Goth. So Goth yeah. is a family name, yeah. and Mia is her f- real first name. Yeah. I think that's cool. I just think that's really cool. And her maternal grandmother is an artist named Leah Jaffe, a filmmaker producer. I think kind of on the lower on the lower scale. So let's not even get into nepotism. <sighs> and her grandmother is an, a Brazilian actress named Maria Gladys. 
we really need to confirm and finish the nepotism scale, the Ava Philippine nepotism scale, because this is definitely the lowest rung on the nepotism scale, which it means that like my parents were in the arts. Mm -hmm. And I think that that means something, but it's by no means, I don't think it's like door opening in the way that higher levels on the nepotism nepotism scale are. So I'm willing to call yeah, this I like don't, I don't see either this not nepotism, nepotism or the lowest possible scale. She's oh, right. truly nepotism though because of the joke that her parents are Mortimer Goth and Bella Goth of That's the Sims. That's funny. That's funny. That's <laughs> That funny. would be nepotism. She's She gives dark energy too because her debut was Nymphomaniac where she met Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf is also her husband. They have a kid together. So it's giving a little bit of darkness, I would say. But she also does roles that are like pretty dark. I would say the lightest role she's ever done that she was fantastic in was Emma Period. Which I still haven't seen. As much as you love that movie, I've still never seen it. She's so good in it. So, like, I think she has um, – I at first I thought, oh, she's kind of a dark girly. She does a lot of kind of, like, scarier, sexy things on, on mm -hmm. screen. She's mysterious. She got big eyes, whatever, whatever. But then she did Emma Period, and she, like, was so amazing, and it wasn't dark at all. But, you know, Suspiria, she was in that. The remake, she was in – she's been in a lot of kind of darker movies. But I don't think that she's uh, fully pigeonholed. Pigeonholed? Pigeonholed. Yeah. I think it's interesting that she's managed to... Shia LaBeouf is such a, like, dark property in Hollywood. Like, we're not totally. in, we're not, like, in Ezra Miller territory, but we still are, like, abusive, but fucked she seems up, separate. terrible allegations. She seems separate. Like, I, I forget yeah. that she is Shia LaBeouf's it's wife incredible, all actually. the time. Well, I think tabloids don't some sort want of you alchemy to has happened there. <laughs> I think tabloids like really try to drive it home that they're they have a kid together. But I yeah. think in the industry, no one cares. Like I think like like industry wise, I don't think that her like her selling point as an actress or her kind of commodity as an actress is sullied by him. Think about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I, that's, I think that's what I'm so impressed by. Like her her direct association with him isn't ruining her career. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think, I mean, she's also happens to be kind of obviously this filmmaker, Ty West, like ingenue, like he's obsessed mm -hmm. with her. He's, he's making all these movies with her, with her the, uh, X and Pearl and now another one that's apparently being made or something. Maxine, that's, it's finished. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> I'm I hate sick of this it. movie. I hated that movie. I hate it. Anyways, I love Nymphomaniac. Nymphomaniac part two was even better than Nymphomaniac part one. I'm not, a, I don't know how I feel about Mia Goth yet, but like, you know, I, I think her story is interesting. The caller is absolutely spot on, though. Like, there is something about Mia Goth's vibe that screams nepotism, and it's it, it we're hearing wrong. Like, it's not it's not there at all. It just isn't there. Wait, Mia Goth being Mia Goth being Mortimer and Bella's daughter is really funny. <laughs> what happens when your parents are The Sims and <laughs> and get put into every scenario and like chased out of town or like burned down or whatever? Well, they had yeah, a demented like... daughter named Mia Goth. <laughs> Who then becomes Pearl? Oh my God! If the if the prequel to X was about how Pearl was the daughter of Mortimer and Bella, that would have been good. When you are like an inhuman, invincible yeah. digital character yes, who is who constantly keeps... being put in a room without doors and set on yes. fire, like yes, or like you turn in into Mia Goth no in exits. Pearl. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. I'm calling because I just found out that Jacob Elordi from Euphoria is going to be playing Elvis in a new Sofia Coppola, Priscilla Presley biopic. And I think it's the funniest thing in the world that this is happening, knowing that Jacob Elordi's ex-girlfriend, Kaya Gerber, is currently dating Austin Butler, our most recent cinematic Elvis, and that Jacob and Kaya 
dressed up as Elvis and Priscilla a few years ago for Halloween or something. And now Jacob is playing Elvis. It's wildly funny to me. Why is no one talking about this? Crunch Crunch, Lindsay Podcaster, Jacob Elvis already. I think people were talking about this, right? People were talking about talking about it, but I feel like, did you hear how the caller had a hard time sort of like summarizing it i think that's the reason people aren't talking about <laughs> it's it not it's digestible like, is that what jacob you're jacob alordi oh, dated no. kaya gerber who is now dating austin butler and now jacob alordi is going to be elvis in the same way that austin butler was elvis it's like okay it is interesting but it's sort of like okay so <laughs> so right and like jacob alordi and kaya gerber dated and dressed up as elvis and priscilla for halloween and now kaya gerber's dating the guy who played elvis in the movie is also not really that compelling of an explanation for anything yeah. i will say i think that jacob alordi is great casting for elvis sure but who wants to play elvis after austin butler like smashed it like i'm not touching he'll that be supporting role. Elvis seems like it's going to be supporting from the Sofia Coppola yes. angle. It's going to be about we're we're Priscilla. finally going to address the fact that Priscilla was like, like 13 15 years old when, when they, they started dating. You know, yeah. like Priscilla, like Sofia Coppola is clearly more interested in her. That's why the movie's called isn't it called Elvis and Me or like Priscilla? It's based off of her memoir Elvis and Me. Yeah, it's based on a memoir. Yeah. So that's why we're not talking about it. What else? What else is there to even fucking say, man? You know who's going to be Priscilla Presley in the movie, though? Yeah, I'm obsessed with this girly, Kaylee Spiney. She's from um, The Craft. She's from The Craft, but she's also from... Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown. She's Mayor's daughter. daughter. She's like the queer subplot, and she's the queer red herring subplot in uh, Mayor of Easttown. she also had short hair in The Craft, so she's she's an iconic short hair girly. Mm-hmm. Wait, she is Maravie. She's the daughter, right? She's not like... Isn't she? Oh, maybe she's not. She's the dead girl. Oh, my God. She's the dead girl in Mare. The queer daughter is like a completely different thing. She's the dead girl in okay, Mare. Okay, she's the dead girl in Mare. Oh, my God. Good. Mare. She's the dead girl in Mare. I love when people who play like the dead girl in some sort of like crime drama, like the thankless role of the dead girl, like where it's just like people constantly see her like mutilated, fucked up body, like move on to bigger and better things. Good for you, Kaylee Spaney. Well, she was also um, Zoe Lister-Jones's muse a little bit because she was in How It Ends as like younger her. And then she was also in The Craft Legacy, which Zoe Lister-Jones was the one who was responsible for that flop. Which, you know what? I liked The Craft Legacy. Oh, okay. Well, didn't you like it? It's fine. No. It's fine. Okay, so that's what's going on with Jacob Elordi, who once dated Kaya Gerber, who is now dating Austin Butler, and both of those men are going to have played Elvis in movies at some point in time. Got it. Is that answering? Got it. Is that interesting? Got it. Got it. Let's do some rapid fire questions. Hi, LB. Can you please rank the McDonald's chicken nugget shapes from who to them? Uh so you don't have to do the research. So that to save Timmy some time, the shapes are boot, ball, bone, and bell. I had to look this up because the only one I could think of off the top of my head was a boot. I feel like that's the themiest, right? Curious. Curious. Me in Greece, like fryer Greece. Bye. <laughs> It's good, me and Greece. Wait, Lindsay, I'm texting you a photo of the bone, boot, ball, and bell. There's a business insider story about why McDonald's chicken nuggets have four shapes that I have, I just cannot bring myself to read. So we don't have to get into that. Uh, But there are, in fact, four shapes. Bell, bone, boot, ball. 
I think that it goes from who to them, bone bell ball boot. I think boot is the most iconic because it's unique and it looks like a boot. Ball is iconic because it's a circle. Bell, I don't know what you are, but at least you're something. You're oblong. Bone, I completely forgot that there was a rectangle one. It's just rectangle. Oh, I thought it was like a to be like a chicken a chicken bone. It's got sort of a like weird angle jotting out the edge, but it's confused. I find bone confusing. And but aren't uh, actually, some nuggets shaped like chicken bone or something? You're right. They're not. No, not they're the not. McDonald's they're one. not. I'm thinking of like dino nuggets. That's a thing. Dinosaur nuggets. Yeah. I bought fake meat nuggets recently. They're good. And they were so fucking good. They slay. They slay. You I can't have those. even tell the difference. They're the best things no, in the world. No, and you don't even need to like, yeah, they're so, so, so delicious. Especially when you're like, oh, it's 11 o'clock and I'm trying to eat a chicken nugget. It's like, that's what you want. It doesn't matter. It will it still tastes like fried chicken. They're unbelievably good. Yeah, which ones? There's like one good brand. Or there's a few good brands, but. Yeah. I had two brands. The one that I had that I liked a lot was the spicy version of a of the brand that has like the extremely millennial packaging that's Corn like a big or mouth. whatever. Yeah. It's like nugs. It's like nugs. And it's yeah, simula no, it. nugs or something. <laughs> it's like it's plant based nugs. And they have like a face on the front. Stop. No, yeah, nugs. Spicy nugs. Simulate chicken nugs. Spicy millennial illustration. Those are good. This is not spawn. Okay, but we will take free chicken nuggets. Oh my since god! Apparently, so- people are just keeps trying to send us stuff that we talk about on the podcast, and I'm like, send me a check, a money, money check, check money, money, send me money. Bianca Candycorn and William Trident literally called us and were like, "Do you want us to send you that shit?" And I was like, "Yes, please." No, but also like sponsor the podcast. Like, don't Bobby will take your gum, but Lindsay's like, "I don't want the free Trident. I don't want the free candy corn. I want a check to do ads." And I was like, "I want the free candy corn and free." Yeah, I, that's why we'll never get the ads because Bobby will keep taking the free trident and the free candy corn. But okay, will you take free nuggets. simulate nugs? I mean, yeah, I really, I, I might. It doesn't I have might. to be nugs. I Any might. brand. They're all good. All right. So you're saying just do your order. I agree with you. Okay. So once again, from who to them, it goes bone, bell, ball, boot. I think boot is the themiest. Boot's the themiest. Then I think you see mostly bell. And then really? I, feel I like think you cir- see ball, and then maybe I think bone. circle's so iconic. It's just circle. Is it ball. iconic? These all are kind of the same shape. <laughs> okay, here's my question to you: When you order McDonald's chicken nuggets, I don't. Is there what, last time you had chicken nuggets? That's like a million years ago. Okay, fine. It's like not my order, but sure. Was there a f- shape that you always saved for last? No. Oh, I always save the boot for last because it's <laughs> the best shape for dipping. It reminds me of like a corner piece of a brownie because you have that. I'm little, not that, a You have that girl. sort of panhandle on a boot that yeah. juts out and has extra like crispiness. Well, I mean that. I mean, I've I've had like I've had chicken tendies before. I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. 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 You gotta I have a dip. Here. I think okay. we're done here. I think you're I like play. shut the fuck up. <laughs> I really am. I'm like so over this. <laughs> if you were over that, wait till you hear this. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Please rank an order from who to them. Pause, stop, play, fast forward, rewind. Pork and Sorkin. Grateful for Sharda. Play, stop, fast forward, rewind. <laughs> pause. <laughs> pause. This is funny. And I don't. Okay. <laughs> no, but is it funny or is it just. 
I think the only one that's a who is uh, fast forward. <clears throat> None Stop. of them are who's. No play, Why? play. They are all more like dramatic actions. Stop is like bring it to a halt. Pause is like bring it to a halt. Fast forward is like rewind is like play is so boring. I think play is the who and the other ones are thems. That's all I'll say. I don't think there's any. I think play and pause are the biggest thems. I think play and pause are very important, and I think they're thems. I think in our streaming era, stop is not really relevant. You're never really stopping. You pause. You're pausing. You're 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 adding some good thoughts here. You're going back. You're going. You're you're going return. I think return has become really iconic in our modern era. Return. We're always returning. Fast forward. What do you mean like return? Rewind. Yes. Return. Like go back to the main screen or whatever. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. As opposed to pause. I just think back. Or whatever. Okay, back Back, is fine too. Back. Back. back, Like stop is really not in a, a modern our modern era. So stop is the hooiest. Kind of. And pause, I guess. Pause is pretty important. Play and pause. No, I think you're right. Stop is the only. Stop, stop is the is only kind of like, who. Who's God, stopping, right. you know? Nobody's I was so really confident, but I was wrong. <laughs> I was confident, but I was wrong at stop. And the other the other four are them's equal. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> funny that like. Streaming devices have not quite figured out rewinding and fast forwarding. It's impossible to rewind and fast forward on every single device that exists. No, it is. You're always We've jumping 30 seconds or something. And I'm like, Where? Yeah. what? I just want to like see. I just want to go. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I just want to <laughs> see what. It's so yeah. irritating. Yeah. Okay. Next one really quickly. Is tetherball a who or them? Does anyone know how to play tetherball? Can everybody recognize Tetherball? I guess it's a who. Mm. Tetherball. Okay. Uh, Lindsay and Bezler. Did they have Tetherball in Massachusetts? Yeah, totally. Like on the playground? I didn't know what where that was from. Yeah. They had it mostly at camp. When mm-hmm. I went to like summer camp, they had a lot of like a little tether ball there mm-hmm. you know it's a good game for like younger kids because like you really can't it's hard to really like kill somebody with that you know you can probably get a pretty traumatic brain injury from tether ball not that if traumatic. one of the kids is like powerful enough really smacking it around i'm just saying like the ball doesn't disappear it's like relatively low stakes game yeah i l- always really liked tether ball did you get smacked? I was definitely smacked. Not like the my biggest smack. I was smacked by a seesaw. So the seesaw was my biggest injury in childhood. Not tetherball, weirdly. Tetherball, who were them though? One, two, three. Them? them? Yeah. Yeah. Although it gives who. <laughs> does that make sense? I don't know that it does. But I think you can explain. Why does it give who? Because it's not volleyball. It's... It's it's an alt it's, it's an not alt quote sport. It doesn't really have a rules. What are the tether? I think people are like, oh, there's tether ball, but like, what are the rules to tether ball? I don't think anyone. The knows. only rule I know the goal of tether ball, which is to what is it? Smack the ball and make it so that it like one per, like you're clockwise, I'm counterclockwise. Oh, it has to fill the pole. It has like, to fill, and when it goes 
you know the, the the like horrible dejected feeling you have whenever your opponent is winning at tetherball and they get one big whack and it goes and it ends and it's like you are you humiliated when was the last time you played tetherball you know when i was nine when was the last time you saw a tetherball court in public at a in place public oh i can't even remember Right. So I also think that like there's God, not that many tether balls, right, like out there in the sport world, you know, we're just because like pickleball, that's like a fast rising who everyone's talking about her. She's like, like, it's like, who's that girl? But pickleball you know? is not a game for children. Tetherball is. You're saying there's no like tetherball league. You're not you're saying like a, like millennials aren't going to be like we're we're like the hipster tetherball players. <laughs> no, I'm surprised that that hasn't happened. Remember the fucking when <laughs> shuffleboard came back and it was like millennials love shuffleboard. And then it's like every everyone who plays shuffleboard as an adult is like, why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> why am I doing this? Why did I pay $20 an hour to do this? Tetherball, I think, could be a little fun, but I think it would also be very violent as adults. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, but I think it's totally. a them. It is okay. a them. Okay, 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 okay. And we're done. Okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Sorry, I ended on Tetherball, Lindsay. Ugh. That was funny. Do you this want a better really, call? That is that a, fine? No, that was a really chaotic like journey. You know. Okay, great. So thank you for listening. Keep calling in at six one nine. Who them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreoncom weekly for bonus episodes, a commentary sometimes. Uh, occasional newsletters, a Discord server that people love, all sorts of things. Just a community. You can also get the audio on Apple Podcasts, wherever you – Apple Podcasts, like in the app. You can you can subscribe there just for the audio. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing a Marita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Um, buy my book, The Old Place, wherever you get your books because it's out now. And I think that's it. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Hey. The number one question I get asked is the showrunner of Ginny and Georgia. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. Um, so reporting live from the Target in Tampa, Florida, me and my sister were in the hair care aisle wondering about how to say Ashley Tisdale's new hair care line French and feeling like, and I said out loud, I think Lindsay and Bobby talked about that. And immediately the woman standing next to us in the aisle turns to us and said, are you talking about Who Weekly? <laughs> Her name was Tracy. She was lovely. She was listening to the that day's episode as well as we met. It was lovely. We couldn't stop laughing. So, Tracy, shout out from Lydia and Eleanor in Tampa, Florida. Crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I was listening to Friday's show, and a call reminded me that perhaps for longer than absolutely necessary, I didn't think Timmy was real and thought he was a bit. Anyway, Timmy, I love you. The queers are queer baiting. Bye. Hey, Who Weekly. Um, long time, second time. Um, I just wanted to call um, about the JVN and Anthony um announcement that they're together uh to promote a dog food mix in. Um I am a veterinarian and these oh, trendy and highly marketed dog food supplements, mix ins, toppers, 
whatever are literally the bane of my existence because they are just really heavily marketed and actually don't add any nutritional value to your dog's diet. They're really unnecessary. And when I saw their Instagram post, I was just immediately nauseated um, because the only person that you should be taking nutritional advice from about your pet is your veterinarian, and it really, really irks me when celebrities and influencers just start giving out advice and promoting things that are stupid bullshit but anyway that's just my soapbox but even though you guys are not dog owners you are correct in that this is unnecessary bullshit anyway crunch crunch hi you weekly this is a capitol hill aide who just rode down an elevator with colton underwood famously gay bachelor he took the elevator one floor which is absolutely concurrent with the rest of his personality Figured you should be abreast. I will not tweet this because I want to give you the exclusive. Lots of love from Capitol Hill. Crunch, crunch. Hi, this is Bethany. I'm reaching out from Trident. Um, I just wanted to get in touch. I love that you guys were loving Chloe Bailey's new To the Bide single. Let that mention on your episode last week. I just wanted to see if we could send over a few samples so that you guys can try the new Trident To the Bide featuring Sour Patch Kids flavors. Um, if you're interested, please give me a call back. My number is Thank you so much. Bye.